Hey friends, welcome to the Planet Podcast, aligning you in your mindset, nutrition, and wellness. I'm your host, Melanie Barrett, a holistic nutritionist, life, and health coach that is obsessed with helping women to confidently believe and trust in themselves to create positive change in all avenues of life. When it comes to feeling overwhelmed, being crippled by anxiety, paralyzed by what foods to eat, and how the hell to live a balanced, healthy life, I've been through it all and know that struggle personally. This is why I've dedicated my life to helping others just like you to make this world a better place, one mindset shift at a time. everybody. Welcome to another lovely episode of the Plant Ahead podcast. I am so excited because I actually have my first ever guest on this podcast. And this guest is so special to me. Not only is she a near and dear friend, but she was actually a past client. So in today's episode, we're really going to talk about the journey that we've experienced together and just what an incredible, powerful, motherfucker this girl is. All right, guys. <laughs> so I'm kind of introduce her and kind of roll in. So her name is Dahlia Jean and Dahlia Jean is a mother and art educator, artist, author, and fearless DIY warrior. She chooses to view all parts of life as opportunities to learn. She has been a creative for 20 years, an art educator for 10 and has used the pandemic as an opportunity to publish her first children's book, Be Still, Love Nature, and pursue her master's degree while focusing on personal growth instead of the downsides to this crazy time in our lives. So, Hello. she is. So excited to be here, Mel. It's a total honor. Can't, can't wait to do this with you. It's going to be good. You know what's funny, too, is that we had so much we wanted to talk about that we actually decided we're going to be breaking up this episode into two parts. So we're yes. going to be, today obviously is going to be part one and then the next episode is going to be part two. So definitely look forward to that for next week. Yeah, we've so, got so much good stuff to talk about. I know. So today what we're going to kind of dive into together is we're just going to talk about how far this amazing woman has come and how much she's done. And that, you know, our relationship with, you know, being her, her practitioner and her coach to, you know, just friendship and all the things and in between. And we're going to talk about some mindset work and kind of just all the things that we've navigated through. And it's just, it's going to be real fun. So let's kind of, let's, let's get this started. Are you ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So with your journey and like everywhere you started. So let's kind of hear about that. Let's talk about how far you've come. Let's tell us about your journey and kind of when you came to me and working with me as you know, your practitioner and kind of moving forward. Yes. So actually you and I met many, many years ago, many moons ago um, through mutual friends and we always kind of clicked, but you know, life takes its paths and you do your own thing. Um, I feel like we got back in touch a number of years ago but I sort of, we started conversating online about, you know, digestive issues and the symptoms that you experience when you um, have those kinds of issues. And I remember that you were the one that kind of brought the whole intuitive eating and food sensitivities to light for me. Um, and then, you know, after I kind of did a little bit of my own research and I read um, a book called Intuitive Eating, which mm -hmm. was really good. Um, you and I went back and forth on that. And then I knew it was time to just, I wanted to work with you. 
um, a little more closely. And you were my first coach ever, you know, like I had been sort of getting, (laughs) getting, growing through my life and, you know, trying to understand my relationship with food and, um, you know, just trying to feel good overall. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can, you can do all the reading, you can do all the things, um, but sometimes you just need someone who has a wealth of knowledge to kind of guide you and hold you accountable. Um, and so that's where you came in to my life, right. really. And, you know, we talked about all kinds of stuff. So eating intuitively um, and also food sensitivities and my meal prep and the mind and food relationship and how you kind of have to have that health from both ends. Um, but I would say the food sensitivities was really the first part. The first, the first moment. Absolutely. And I think what's really cool about that is that when you came to me, you're telling me about your symptoms and what was going on. And for me, that was a big part of what my coaching practice has been about. And for me, it was really helping people figure out digestive issues and what's bothering them, whether, you know, it's bloating or cramping and all the different pieces that kind of fall into that. And we just felt like it was really time because, you know, obviously we could tell there was some leaky gut issues going on and there was some food sensitivity. So it was just very important for us to really dive in there and kind of test and see what's going on. So at the time I wasn't offering food sensitivity testing with my coaching. So we, so I was having clients just use Everly Well. And so Dahlia went in and took the Everly Well test and you know, figured out all the things that were bothering her and it was so crazy. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So you suggested that I do the Everly Well test. Um, I was a little nervous just because, you know, you had warned me like, Hey, you might find a food that you love that you're eating all the time that might be actually bothering you. Um, and you know, that might be the reason why every day you're experiencing symptoms. Um, and I had been a pescatarian since I was 14, like meat was never my thing. I was never really into it. Even when I was a kid, I have memories of like feeling forced to eat what was on my plate. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, kind of learn to ignore some of those intuitive eating signals. Um, But when I was about 14, I just was like, you know what? I've had enough. I'd rather just have a salad. Like, please, I don't, don't want to eat meat. Um, And so I was eating eggs for protein um, and I had given up milk because I have like an actual allergy to it. So it was really just eggs and cheese and then fish that I was kind of still eating in the, the realm of pescatarian. And I took the Everly Well test. Sure enough, came back and eggs were at the top of my list. <laughs> yeah, I remember you called me. You're like, all right, here are the results. I, I was like about to cry. I know you, you were saying like, all right, Mal, here it is. We're going to check them out. You're like, I swear if eggs are on there, I'm going to be so mad. And they open it up and they're there. <laughs> there they are. So the cool thing about it is that it tears out your reactive foods you know, like the things that make you sensitive. And there's like the tier four, the tier three, two, one. And it's all about how sensitive you are to those and how, Mm -hmm. you know, how they will make you have symptoms. And eggs were my top tier. They were that thing. It was egg yolk and egg white. Um, And then, you know, like gluten was on there and dairy and cheese was on there and all these things. Um, So that was a big adjustment for me. And I feel like you were an integral part in guiding me to having a good relationship with food um, while I was giving up this thing that I 
thought I needed every day for protein, mm-hmm. eggs, you know, and you were a huge guiding, guiding light in that experience and that adjustment. And since then I feel a ton better. I mean, I'm plant-based now because I've given up cheese also because it makes me sick as well. Yeah. Um, so any dairy, I mean, I, I almost like, I'm like, am I lactose intolerant? Like, I think I pretty much am because if I consume any dairy at all, it's like days of suffering. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just feel so much better. And I think that finding out what was really causing the issue, like getting to the root of the problem was worth more than anything in the world, you know, because then you feel well physically and then you can focus on getting you know, in shape and you can focus on your mindset and you can focus on so many other things because you're not suffering every, I was suffering every day, every single day. It's crazy too. Cause when you think about it, when you have food intolerances, what happens is, so to test your food intolerances, you get a test, a test done that checks your IgG levels to see how, you know, foods interact with your body. And what's crazy is the symptoms that could kind of come up if you have a food intolerance would be nausea, stomach pain, gas, cramps, bloating, you get heartburn, some people get diarrhea, headaches, anxiety, and the list kind of goes on. What's crazy about really moving through that stuff and understanding what's going on is that you, your body's using so much energy to fight off these foreign invaders, essentially that, you know, are attacking your body because your body can't digest these foods. So it looks, as I said, it looks like a foreign invader. So therefore, when you eliminate and you figure out what's going on, knowledge is power, guys. Like, hands down. Once you figure out what's bothering your body, it can take you to the next level because your body's using all of its energy to try to fight this and feel better all the time. So once you remove this, you don't have to have the anxiety of being like, oh, what am I going to eat today? Am I going to feel really bloated and sick? And you get so nervous about going to parties, going out to eat, just living life. I mean, I reached a point as I had such bad food intolerances, I would stay home. I wouldn't go and do things. I would just stay in because I would be so scared. Or you would, you know, you would eat something, you'd be sick for three days and you would have to cancel stuff. So having that knowledge to be able to move through that is so freaking powerful, guys. So really understanding what's going on takes you to the next level. And then, as you said, you can start flourishing in all levels of life because you're not using all that energy to try to feel better, sit back, worry, anxiety, and all that mindset work that you're doing in your head to worry and panic is set free. Yep, exactly. And I think that, you know, just there's, there's a big symbiotic relationship that people don't realize exists. And it's, it's so tightly tied together uh, when it comes to like your physical state and Mm -hmm. how you feel physically and your mental health, you know, like your mental health helps with your physical health, your physical health helps with your mental health. And it's It's a constant back and forth. Um, And I just think that, you know, putting in that time and investing in yourself, like if you're suffering, if you're having symptoms like that, just know that they're not normal. I think that, you know, culture like has kind of normalized like burping and, and gas. And like, it's sort of just this thing that everyone thinks that they should have. But now that I'm plant-based, I don't really have any gas ever. Like it's, it's pretty rare, you know? And I think that, um, it's all about, and even sometimes if I do have like bloating or anything, it's because I had a, a, that piece of Italian bread that has gluten in it. And I know why I, I'm bloated. You know what I mean? Yes, so it's very empowering. That's just so, so powerful piece. Exactly what you said is that once you, you can start to become the 
doctor of your own symptoms. Right. You can really, when you start to become so in tune with your body, you really start to figure out, okay, why am I feeling like this? Because once you get to the root cause of what's happening within you, you can start to figure out, oh, it's because I had that piece of gluten, like that piece of bread that had a mm -hmm. little bit of gluten. Or, yep. oh my goodness, you look at ingredients, you're like, shit, there was cheese in there. So then you start to figure out, you're like, okay, I get this now. And then you could start to just know, oh, I have a headache because I did this. Oh, I have a stomach ache because I had this. I have right. gas because of this. It all starts to make sense. So it's, you're not just sitting there. I mean, God, I remember the days like when I didn't know what I was intolerant to. I, I would just be crying. Like, why is this happening to me? I eat so healthy. And that's the hardest part for me. Right. Because I, my intolerances are actually like, I'm intolerant to garlic. Do you know how hard it is to live with being intolerant to um, garlic? I would, be, like, I would be depressed. I know. I remember <laughs> when I came over to your house one day, you're like, oh, I'm making some food. I'm like, did you put garlic on it? You're like, yes. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's the thing is that, and I can't eat bananas. So it's just really pineapple. So it's just really weird, random things that, you know, you don't know. And that's because to yeah. me, I was like, I'm eating healthy, but that doesn't right. mean. Nope. Like cauliflower is one of mine. And I used to eat cauliflower all the time because I thought, oh, this is a healthy thing. Cauliflower rice, you know, whatever mm -hmm. you can eat it. I used to roast it with like lemon juice and chives. Oh, it was to die for. But it's on my list of things that were making me, you know, have symptoms. And I seriously, like now if I eat it, I pretty much know I'm going to have like bloating and cramps. And it's just one of those things for me. Cauliflower. You know, what are you going to do? Right. And another note, just to kind of throw in there about having food sensitivities in general is that it's not a be all end all. So I've been testing my food sensitivities for years now and it changes all the time. I usually do it anywhere from, I roughly try to get it done around a year. I try to do it. And every time it's changed. I remember the first time I got tested, I was intolerant to chocolate. Oh God, guys, that was really hard. But now I'm totally fine with it. It doesn't bother me. So when it comes to really starting to figure out and know, like, this is what bothers me. This is what affects my body. It, you know, as I said before, you get that knowledge and that power to really know how to honor yourself and take care of yourself to feel your absolute best. Because once you're able to take that to the next level, then you can start focusing that energy on, you know, your mindset work. And that's the next point. And the, the next biggest piece about it in general is that when you think about your overall health, and I mean, when it comes to, you know, living more holistic and natural, and I mean, we'll talk about this, but it's not just about what you eat. That's just, right. you know, a, a piece of it. It's about not only your, your nutrition, but it's your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And it's also really figuring out your mindset. It's all those like pieces together that make yes. you who you are. So you have to like work on each kind of, I look at them at like three separate pillars and to really like understand and move through that. So I think it's just been so cool as, as you know, just having you as a client and really figuring out like, this is what's bothering me. But you went from being like, Oh, I don't feel so good to being like, ow, whoa, 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 like ready to go. And like, <laughs> you, know, you just felt so much better. And I think that's, yeah. that, and that's yeah. really it. Yeah. I yeah. think that, you know, when it came to my physical health and my digestive health, especially figuring out why I felt actually sick every day was a huge weight, you know, off my shoulders. And mm -hmm. once I sort of eliminated that from my um, daily stressors, I guess you could say, then, you know, it, 
I had that that mind, that room in my mind for other things, you know, like I was working at a district where I was super stressed out. My job security wasn't the greatest. I was lowest in seniority. Um, I kept getting like heads up, Hey, you know, we're going to try and keep you on full time. We don't really know. And, you know, I ended up deciding to seek out better employment and I ended up moving school districts because I'm a teacher and I am now in such a much better place. Um, you know, I have the job security. It's a growing district. I don't have to think about if I'm going to have a job next year, every day, yeah. you know, that's, that's super stressful, especially when you're doing something that you feel passionate about. And I just think that that discomfort and that stress in any way is sort of like a doorway. It's an opportunity, you know, to really think about how, how do you want to change? And I think that, you know, even though we're, you know, addressing our physical wellness and, and our digestive health, you know, that creates that room in your mind to start talking about other things and thinking about other things so that, you know, you can address some of these things that need to be changed. Absolutely. And one big point I want to bring in here to bring it together is that when it comes to your, your physical health and your mental health, they're combined, they're together. You know, they, they always say your gut's your second brain, and that couldn't be further from the truth. And I just want to hit home that if you're experiencing distress and you're really anxious and something's going on and you're stressed out, like you're not dealing with your stress well, you're just off the charts, that's going to affect your gut and that's going to affect yeah. your stomach. And that's where pain and, you know, bloating and stuff like that can happen too. So it's mm-hmm. your brain and your gut are completely correlated and connected. And yes. they, as they said, your gut is your second brain. And just to hit home with that, that, you know, the, not only were you experiencing distress from what you were eating at one point, but you were experiencing that distress from your job and it just wasn't, it was bringing so much stress in your life Mm -hmm. that, you know, those are other pieces that affect. So then you realize I'm starting to feel better in my gut because I'm not eating these foods that bother me, but yet I still feel kind of off what's going on. And once you start to like kind of check off the things that you're noticing bother you, you're able to get in there and start noticing all the other things, not just the small thing, the bigger picture. It creates that space to allow you to get in there and realize, yo, this is what's going on. And you, and I, we were working together at the time when you switched jobs and you were like, I remember you being like, okay, I think I want to do this. I don't know. And we were just like, come on, like go for it. You're like, I know that it won't be as good, but you're like, I want to be happy. Happiness is number one and everything else falls into place guys. Yep. I took a pay cut, but I gained, you know, it was the, the wealth of having job security and less stress. So money isn't everything, you know, Absolutely. And I think now that I feel so much better, like physical health has been something I've been able to kind of push to the forefront of like my personal goals. And, you know, I just think that the physical health is something that I've, I've been addressing a little bit more holistically. So like I do all kinds of stuff, you know, going on nature walks and runs and riding my bike. I have a rower. I love kayaking. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've actually been getting back into my yoga journey, which is something I took a break from for a while because I was so physically ill. You know, I Mm -hmm. felt horrible. Um, So I, you know, I just think that there's, there's so much there and it really just is about getting to the root of that digestive health and, um, you know, just trying to, to feel well, it's, it's an important goal. Absolutely. And, you know, what's interesting too, is just 
looking at you in general and not only your personal and professional life, but obviously we all know you can crush some goals. But <laughs> and you can work hard and you can achieve. But tell us a little bit more about like the mental health and the mindset and how that plays a role in becoming someone who you want to be and really stepping into that life. Yeah. So I think mindset is just, it's a hundred percent, like the most important, you know, you've got to, you've got to be present with your mental health and be willing to, you know, listen to yourself, listen Mm -hmm. to your body, listen to your mind and honor your needs from day to day and really pay attention to that healthy balance. You know, there's, there's a few things that I do. I think that are sort of like tools in my mental health toolbox and the mindset toolbox that, that you guys could use that I kind of want to share with you guys. Um, so the first thing is, uh, we were just talking about working out and, you know, the physical health and working out to me, I try to tell myself it's my self care time. Um, it's my mental health time instead of working out because I do so many things, you know, I'm a teacher. I am constantly working on my house. I have my own art business. I'm a painter. I publish my own book. You know, I'm, I'm doing a number of things. I want to start my own podcast here. That's in the making. So I do have a lot of work, you know, plus I'm a mom, just everything. Mm -hmm. And so the, the word working out to me was just like, Oh, more work you know? And so since, since I've, since I've played that little game for myself and just like switched it around to, you know, mental health time or me time, self-care time. And I, now it's like fun, you know, like it's fun for me. And I know that it's that thing that I need to do every day. Absolutely. And, you know, it's really about, I love that you said you kind of make it a game, but when you like flip it and kind of tell yourself like, oh, this is my mental health time. This is a special time. That's what makes it really special for you is that you're like, this is my time to honor myself. This is my time to get in there. Cause you know, mm-hmm. you think of working out, you're like, Oh God, I don't want to work out. Cause I mean, it's work out right. and you're like, yeah, oh, work. You don't want to do that. So really <laughs> like switching that mindset and looking at it differently can help you see it from a different perspective. Cause sometimes we need to take that step back and look at things in a different light. Cause if we look at it in an all or nothing thinking, sometimes it can get hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, that also ties into just like kind of living life and viewing life through the lens of a learner, I think is huge for my mindset. You know, this is something I've done ever since I was a kid and just never knew it. Like I, I would sit down and get books, piano books and teach myself how to play the piano and teach myself how to type and teach myself little skills. Um, you know, I, anything that I wanted to do, I would teach myself. And that mindset sort of was something I just, I never realized I was different, you know? Mm -hmm. And now as an adult, I know I'm different because there's so many people who walk around and they just have this fixed mindset. They don't view their experiences. They don't view things that happen in their life, their mishaps, their challenges as opportunities to learn. And I think that if you can view everything with the question in your mind, what can I learn from this? Whether it's a good thing or Mm -hmm. a bad thing, like if it's a good thing that happened, what can you learn from it? Reflect on how you got there, you know? Absolutely. And I think what's cool about that and I wanted to share is that you have been in such a awesome growth mindset from what it sounds like from the time you know you were younger and I have another episode of my podcast I think it's episode three and I talk about mindset fixed and growth and 
you have pretty much been more in that growth mindset. And for me growing up, I grew up in a really fixed mindset. Like I was a yeah. victim. Everything was wrong. Why me always came up. I, anytime I like would try to play a sport and I didn't go, do good. I was like, okay, I'm not good in that. I quit. Like I never tried where I could see you trying to play something. You're like, oh shit, I missed that bat, that ball hoop. I'm going to play basketball again and again <laughs> until I get better and better. Mm. Or for me, I would like go hide in my room and cry about it. So I grew up with such a fixed mindset and for you, it's been so gross. So it's interesting to see the dynamics and the difference between fixed and growth. And what's yeah. cool is that I was so fixed guys. Like I was scared of my own shadow and I thought I sucked at everything and I was awful and stupid and I'm here now and I have a podcast talking about mindset and being positive. So you can go from one side of the spectrum to the other. And I really share that in the podcast episode is that you, it, it is possible to go from, you know, completely yeah. fixed to growth. It just depends on where you're at and what season mm -hmm. you're in in your life. Some days you're going to have good days and some days you're going to have bad, yeah. you know? And that's the thing is like, that's where living through the lens of a learner is so powerful. Cause you're like, Hey, you know what? I, this thing happened. This, this thing sucked, but you know what, what can I learn from this? How mm -hmm. can I become better? Cause everything yeah. is a learning lesson. Every time you make a mistake, guys, it's a lesson and it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I, there was one, I think it was your third episode talking about mindset that I listened to and you had mentioned um, sort of just like the idea of your mindset being like a muscle that you have mm -hmm. to work out. Um, and that really spoke to me. I really connected with that because that's kind of how I view it too. It's like when you're trying to capture or like coach a friend into changing their mindset, you know, like someone that you care about and they just have this fixed mindset and you try to explain to them like, look, just try and find something small in your day that you can appreciate or that you can learn from, you know, and start small. And then gradually, you know, you can change your habits. You can change the way that you view things. And it doesn't have to be as much of an effort after you work at it for a while. So it's sort of a day, you know, day-to-day -day thing. You got to keep up on it. You got to yeah. do it, you know, but once you get there, it's sort of like, I don't view anything in a fixed mindset anymore ever, because I know that if I can take something that I learn away from a situation, whatever it is, good, bad, it doesn't matter. Then I've good, grown the bad and the ugly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Then I've grown. You know, yeah. if I, if I've learned something, even if it was bad, you know, even if it was a mistake that I made, apologize, own it. How can you be better the next time? Absolutely. I love that. And that, that couldn't be any like closer is that yes, you know, it, it is a muscle. Not only do we have muscles in our body, but you know, that, that growth mindset is a muscle and we have to grow it. It's going to start small. It starts with one shift in your mind. That's like, you know, I, I, this thing happens to you, you know, what? you know what? I, I kind of like that's things sucked and it's okay that it sucked, but then you could say, okay, you have to have your moment where you're like, you process it, you know, and you're like, yeah, this thing sucked. I'm really sad about this. You take a moment, yeah. you process that feeling and you're like, you know what, but look what I learned from it. I'm not going to make this mistake again. I'm going to be so much better. It's like, for example, you know, you are, you have this meeting, you have this interview and it's a really big deal for you. And then you decide, you know, before you run out of gas on the way, and then you're like, you could sit there and be like, why did this happen to me? This meeting was such a big deal. Instead, you could sit there and say, you know what? I totally should have just got gas before. I'm never going to allow myself to run out of yeah. gas ever again. You know? Right. Don't fall into the woe is me pit. Yep. 
It's a yeah. pit. there. Don't go there, guys. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's a big part of it, you know, and it, and once you do that, it does spread in, you know, parts of your life. It spreads throughout your relationships and your professional goals, your personal goals. It can spread like wildfire. Once you start addressing that mindset and you really start focusing on the positives, you know, practice gratitude every day. Find oh, something that you're thankful for, you know, write down three things that you're glad for. Even if it was a horrible day, you're walking, you're breathing, you're alive, yeah. right? You got another day in the books. Absolutely. What can you take away from it? Make the next day better. Don't wake up in that same pit the next mm -hmm. day. Yep. I love it. And, you know, I think that a big part of it too, is just really stepping into finding the good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the good in everything. Definitely. Yeah. And I think too, just like having, you know, telling yourself, I can do this, whatever it is, you know, make things more approachable for yourself. Like for me, no matter what it is, I have a to-do list almost all the time, you know, whether it's cleaning on a Saturday or, you know, attempting something huge, like publishing my book, self-publishing, you know, like I didn't know anything about self-publishing at all. I, I knew a lot about design and I, mm -hmm. I know that I like to write, but that's not going to get you a book, you know? And I remember when I wrote Be Still, Love Nature, I kind of just wrote it. It came out. It was sort of something that I had thought about for years. I kept thinking about, you know, how kids don't connect with nature. Like we had the chance to when we were kids, times have just changed. And I wanted to write a book that would encourage not only kids, but really anyone who reads it to have and nurture a relationship with nature and use it as a loving thing in their life because that's really what it is, you know? And um, so the writing itself happened naturally and then so did the illustration. I'm an artist, so like drawing it out, what I could see in my head was, you know, it wasn't hard. It took a lot of time, but I knew exactly what I wanted to do. The publishing part was something I needed to learn about. Mm -hmm. And so I just started listening to podcasts and searching the internet. You know, you can find free knowledge pretty much anywhere. Um, so, you know, working through just learning the business uh, was a big thing for me that I needed to have to-do lists for so that I could approach it, you know? Um, and I think that too, you know, just telling yourself like your mind is for learning, um, you know, it's for processing emotions and reflecting on your day, let a to-do list or a calendar or just jotting down notes, let that be, do the grunt work of remembering all the things yes. that you want to achieve in your day, you know, dump it out on a piece of paper. I think what's I love is that you don't have to take the weight of everything on your shoulders. That that's the benefit of, you know, having so much technology and stuff like that today is that, you know, you have your iCal and you said you have, there's journals that you can keep track of stuff. There's so many different ways to get that out because you can't keep track of everything in your head. It's too much because it's, there's so much going on in the world today that it's like, okay, how can I balance this? So really finding, putting that, where can you delegate the extra work? Where can yeah. you put it and how can you you know, resource and connect and figure out ways to make your life easier. And that's what it's about because you want to try to be as successful through your day and try to accomplish as much as you can mm -hmm. while creating balance and harmony. Cause you know, right. you can't try to do everything by yourself. You're going to burn your, you're going to burn the candle from both ends of the stick and you're just gonna be like, all right, I'm done. I can't do yeah. it anymore. Right. And, and then you quit that balance. It's easier. 
Right. And I also think too, like I have a lot of friends and things who will come to me and say like, how do you do everything that you do? How do you, how do you wear so many hats in your day? Every day you never give up and you never stop. And, you know, I think it's just about prior prioritization, you know, like figuring out what really means that priority list can change from day to day. You can bump Mm -hmm. things up, move things back down. Um, But I also think like really thinking about your free time and how you use it, your downtime. Really think about it. Look at your screen time usage. You know, yes. look at how much time you're sitting on which apps. All that data is in your phone. It so is. just look it up and decide for yourself. Scary. Can I take? <laughs> I know it is, but you know what? I'm telling you, I call it downtime 101. And it's really just about taking your downtime and instead of soaking up what social media algorithms want to feed you. It's about deciding for yourself, what do I want to learn? Pick something that you've always wanted to learn and read about it. Watch YouTube videos, YouTube University. I love it. It's my favorite. Um, And I just think that, you know, really deciding for yourself that you want to fill your day, you know, fill that mental plate with, with the food that you want. Don't let someone else choose it for you by just fanning through social media. Um, You know, school yourself. And yeah. you'll feel so much fulfilled. You'll feel so much more fulfilled at the end of the day. Absolutely. And, you know, really figuring out, you know, I, you know, with your downtime 101, I think that when you look at it as a whole and you're like, okay, I, how am I going to utilize this time right now? Um, how check in with yourself, ask yourself, go into your gut and ask, like, how am I feeling right now? Do I have enough energy to be able to, you know, take on a really big task and try to Mm -hmm. learn something. And do I have enough energy to not only learn something, but enough to integrate this information right now? Mm -hmm. And you ask yourself, you're like, you know what? I'm a little too tired. Maybe right now is a time for a walk in nature or taking a bath, you know, do something like that to charge your batteries. And that's really figuring out that delicate balance is really listening to your body. What do I need right now? And then kind of leaning into that, you know? Yeah. I do that all the time. You know, like if, You got to know when you're at your point where you just, you need to relax. You know, you can't push yourself, push yourself, push yourself all day, every day. No. And I think a lot of us fall into that victim. I call it the worker bee mode where you're just go, 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 push, push, push. And you're always trying to go on to the next thing, but eventually you burn the hell out. It's just too much. So that's where that's empowering. That's you actually being in that growth mindset to be like, you know what? This is, this is a little too much for me right now. I need to right. take a break. And to tie back into what you said about all the social media stuff and with the algorithm picking things and, you know, I'll pick up my phone and go on a mission to like, you know, write an email. And then all of a sudden I'm like aimlessly scrolling in Facebook for a second. I'm like, what am I doing? Ah, that like close out the app really quickly. And I'm like, oh no. And it's really about that. But all that stuff is created to do that for, like to, to suck you mm-hmm. in, but creating good, strong boundaries around social media. And I just want to share that not only with social media, but with your phone and yeah. with friends and family, like you have, it's about really honoring yourself. So you can set timers on all the apps on your phone that you use a lot. So you're not using them as much. You can go in and see exactly how long you're on your phone a day and how many times mm-hmm. you pick it up. It might make you throw up just letting you right. know that in advance, Yeah, but it's crazy. Like total it up over a week. It's like having a second job for it some is. people. And that's you know? everybody's always like, I don't have enough time to do anything. Y'all have time. There's time in right. there. If you look at how much you pick up your phone and do that, 
you'll be surprised how much you could be learning and you know educating yourself and bettering yourself whatever it is or just honoring the hell out of yourself with a bath you know yeah yeah it's so true i mean the reality is too it's like knowledge is literally in your hand in your phone all the time it's a huge world but you have to be intentional about choosing what you're looking at you know what you're reading what you're what you're listening to you know absolutely and you know it just really at the end of the day guys it's just about honoring yourself listening to yourself taking care mm-hmm. of yourself what do i need right now and do i want to learn do i want to step back okay cool this is where i'm at this is what i'm feeling okay take this next step further and then you're like where what do i want to so i'm feeling good okay what am i going to learn and you kind of go in your to-do list and you kind of figure out what you want to chip off and what you want to do. And there's always something that, you know, if you look at a project or a task and you feel like it's too much, uh, too much, you just say, okay, what can, how can I break this down and make it a step back and step easier? Because Mm -hmm. sometimes if you look at the big picture and all the things that you want to do, that's too much. Small digestible bite-sized pieces is how you can make that change. And doing that gives you that's where that growth mindset comes in that's where like stepping into your power you're like oh, i want to do this thing oh that's too much how can i make this a little easier all right got it let's get going yeah definitely one other question i wanted to ask you so what does living holistic and healthy look like to you Yeah. So, well, I think that's a huge, huge word to me, you know, being holistic and and have that holistic health is really just about your whole person, your whole health, you know, Um, everything is connected, your mental health, your physical health, good nutrition, having social health, having Mm -hmm. a balance in your life, you know, that balanced mental meal, you know, what are you putting on your plate? Um, And I just, yeah. And I just think that, you know, really, really thinking about what makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. What, what lights your candle, you know, and you also need to think about it in terms of sustainability and, you know, these fad diets and these things that, you know, people want you to buy and they market, 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 and, you know, the keto and all these different things that, you know, you can try them. You might lose some weight, but you're probably going to gain some of it back. And I think just viewing food and really, really thinking about it in terms of sustainability, like, okay, if I change the way I'm eating for my gut health, I'm doing that for the long term, right? You want to feel good for a long time, not just for a week. You're going to, it's going to take you weeks to just heal. So, you know, approaching it and thinking in terms of like, okay, this is how I'm going to eat for the foreseeable future. Yes. And, you know, and, and then treating your mind that way too. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to start thinking this way. I'm going to have this growth mindset for the foreseeable future because, mm-hmm. and, and, and then from there you're gliding, you know, it's just, it's just enjoying yes. and really focusing on being well and feeling well. Yeah. I love that because when you think about, I've talked about in other episodes, it's really about that foundation and that structure and really building it up. And it's really figuring out when you set yourself up for success, everything becomes easier. And I love that you said you're just kind of gliding through because that's essentially what it is, is it's about really taking care of how you explain all the different pieces of it. You know, you have to make sure that 
when your nutrition is on par, everything's feeling good. And you're like, I'm not just doing this right now. This isn't just a, a diet that I'm going to go on and go back to whatever I was doing before, because that's not sustainable. Diets are not made to be sustainable. And when you decide, you know what, I'm going to make the shift. This is a lifestyle change. Right. And across the board with everything is that, you know, I am making a lifestyle change in my mindset, in my nutrition and my overall just well-being. Yes. So I just, guys, you can't hit home enough. It's really about just taking care of yourself and getting in there and making that, that long-term sustainable lifestyle change because you can't just decide I want to get healthier and then, you know, eat a salad once and then, you know, go back and eat pizzas for the next two days. Like that's not going to help you. That's not, no. and it, it takes a little bit of guidance and it takes a little bit of work. And I even feel like through the work that we did together really helped set up that structure and that foundation to really help you excel and move forward to really make this a change is, I mean, the shift that I've seen in you and how well you eat, I just, I'm so blown away by that you were able to do that, but I don't feel like without the proper mindset, I don't feel like you would have been able to excel and move forward the way that you have. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. It's been a journey and it always is, you know, to wellness. It's not, it's not an overnight thing. You can't do it in a week. You can't just do it for a month. It's, it's truly a journey that you have to commit to, but the payoff is huge, you know? Absolutely. Like 100%. And, you know, it's, you know, your health and that this journey is not a linear line. You're going to have ebbs and flows. You're going to have really, really good days and you're going to have really shitty dark days. You know what? That's like we're humans. We're meant to feel. We have feelings. They, they come into play. Crazy things happen in our life. And just at the end of the day, it's just about loving yourself, being kind and compassionate and giving yourself some grace and knowing I am a human. I'm going to crush this game of life. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And then we've got, I mean, we're going to be talking more about stuff in the next episode too, just diving into the mental health and all the good stuff. So yeah, today it was just fun to talk about the mindset and taking care of just living those, the pillars of life, you know, it's just like, this is my mindset and this is how I'm eating and this is how I'm taking care of my body and this is how I'm moving it. There's just all the, the moving pieces essentially that come together. So it was really fun to talk about that. And then in our next episode, we're going to dive into the, the deeper mental health and like our, essentially our therapy journeys and how far we've come with adding that part piece into the mix, you know? Yes, ma'am. So I know we're going to be doing another episode, but I just wanted to throw this out there. So where can our listeners find you online? Yeah. So I've got a few places. I've got a website, dailyagene.com. My Instagram is Daily Gene Designs, which is mostly my art and things like that. Um, and then I've also got a Facebook page too for Daily Gene Designs. And in addition to that, I've got my book, which you can find on my website, um, Be Still Love Nature. It's, it's the best. Everyone is enjoying it so much. And I'm also going to be starting my own podcast real soon here called Float On Podcast. So that'll be an exciting one. And you can find more info at floatonpodcast.com. Yay. Thank you so much for everything. Seriously. It was so much fun and I can't wait to dive into the next episode. Yay. Thanks Mel. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you love what you heard, please leave me a review and share this episode with someone you feel may benefit. For more inspiration, join the conversation with me on Instagram at planahead.co. There you will find a link in my bio to my free mindful and meal prep guide that'll kickstart your wellness journey today. 
Until next time, remember, even through your hardest days, we are all made of stardust. Stardust.